This is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Alexa Kimball, President and CEO of the Harvard Medical Faculty Physicians. Dr. Kimball, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Uh, thanks so much, Laura. Now, I know we've got a lot to talk about. There's so much happening in the healthcare space right now that I'm really looking forward to hearing your perspective and what you're doing there at the Harvard Medical Faculty Physicians. But before we dive into my larger questions, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Uh, sure. So I uh, trained as a dermatologist and I continue to practice complex medical dermatology uh, and even do a little bit of research, which helps me keep on the cutting edge of how we think about measurement and outcomes and teamwork. Uh, it's been a great journey. Uh, but I currently run a faculty practice that is affiliated with Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center, B.I. Leahy Health, uh, and Harvard Medical School. And we employ about 2,200 physicians, most of whom are Harvard faculty here in eastern Massachusetts. Well, that's a, a huge uh, group that you're leading and certainly a lot of different physicians. I can imagine doing, you know, many different um, research projects and connections and specialties. So it's definitely impressive to hear, you know, how large the organization is. Given that um, where we're at healthcare today, what are some of your top priorities? What are you thinking most about? Well, I'll start with what's keeping me up at night and then what I'm looking forward to. What's keeping me up to, at night, I think, is the um, continuing fragility of the physician enterprise. Um, we've held on pretty well over the past several years in terms of being fairly stable, but I worry because, you know, as we're seeing cuts potentially coming through Congress in terms of physician reimbursement, um, as we're seeing really physicians continue to cut back their hours because of both burnout and because it doesn't seem worth it to practice um, in some of these settings any longer. And as we're seeing continued consolidation uh, in terms of the physician enterprise and employment, I think we're going to have substantial workforce shortages. We had already thought those would happen over the past several decades, but all of these factors, I think, could extremely exacerbate that issue. So I am just really concerned that we're going to see a lot of access issues coming forward um, as physicians try to balance all of these tough factors. On the brighter side, what I'm very excited about is sometimes these changes in how we practice and the types of um, collaborations that we're seeing across different entities yield really exciting relationships. And so there are some just very fun, creative new relationships and enterprises that we're embarking on, on the, over the next several years that I think really will transform care as well as transform the physician experience. So that part makes me optimistic and helps me get going in the morning after my cup of coffee. Absolutely. I can imagine, you know, there's, like you mentioned, a lot of different factors and challenges happening, but, you know, through that comes true innovation and some exciting things. So, you know, when you look at the potential for partnerships and collaborations and really creative ways of aligning and connecting with others that maybe you haven't done in the past, what comes front of mind for you? What do you really see as being um, some of the, I guess, successful partnerships that you have or, or things that you're working on? So thanks. So it was back in 2017 that we first um, 
really developed this merger that became BI Leahy Health, which was a merger of 14 hospitals. And what that really did for my physician's organization, which is independent but affiliated, is it created for us the opportunity to become really a network-wide physicians group. Um, and so that was really different for us. And we have had tremendous growth in the community. And one of the wonderful things about our culture is is that we really embrace support um, and are excited about being in the community and doing that work in addition to the more classical academic tertiary medical center work that we do um, and so that really has been an important area of both uh, growth but incredible patient care and we're very satisfied and excited about what we have been able to do in the community the most recent thing that has happened, however, is that we've also announced a new partnership um, with the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, and that collaboration, while it's a few years off, um, really will open up some wonderful opportunities for us uh, in that incredibly important area of cancer, allow us to do um, much more um, I would say modern thinking around how to develop cancer care. Cancer care has changed a ton in the past decade, both because of our therapies and our diagnostics. And so we're really excited to be on that journey with the Dana-Farber. Absolutely. That's amazing to hear. And definitely just a very exciting time, um, you know, with that new partnership with Dana-Farber and many other things going on. Now, how do you see the organization evolving over the next two to three years or so? Well, um, I think the first, when people first hear the news of kind of what's on our plate over the next few years is they go, wow, that's great. And then the second thing is we're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> so uh, so to do the work that we want to do, I think we're going to continue to need to grow. Um, and with that, I think we need to continue to mature some of our processes. We are quite lean and quite nimble, but I think we can be more effective uh, if we are a little more standard in our processes and still allow for quite a bit of customization and flexibility. So what I mean by that is we should be starting things from the same place and then adjusting them as opposed to taking everything we do as kind of a brand new um, uh, enterprise uh, and starting from scratch. I think we'll have to realize those levels of efficiency in order to really uh, maximize the opportunities ahead of us. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. You know, it's definitely fascinating, especially as a independent physicians being able to move forward, as you mentioned earlier in our conversation, you know, that's something that is becoming less common or those, there are fewer of those independent physician groups. And so, you know, when you look into the future, do you see the ability to thrive as an independent group still there, or is it going to become more challenging, do you think? Oh, it's definitely become more challenging for independent groups to remain independent. Now, we are big and scope and scale really matter. And I think that is part of the success in you know where we are today and where we are going to be tomorrow. I, I do think that smaller practices, you know, under 10, under 25, those types of practices will continue to find it um, challenging given all of the market environment. So I think a lot about how to prepare us for the future and to protect us, because I do think being a physician's organization and being a physician-led organization gives us opportunities to do things for our physicians that make their practice and their careers better. And that, at the end of the day, translates to better care for patients. So I wake up every morning taking care of doctors so they can take care of people. Um, that's the job. Absolutely. I love that. I think having that as a mantra certainly makes a lot of sense and is definitely something that's inspiring um, to move forward within the healthcare space. 
Now, before we dive into our, our last question, I'm wondering, what is one change that you or your team has made that has yielded great results recently? I think one of the things that we learned during both the pandemic and then the remote work era that we are currently still evolving through um, is that in the absence of kind of those interstitial, you know, run-ins to people at the water cooler um, kind of moments, having shorter, more frequent touch points with the team is really important. And so we really have redesigned how we think about our meeting schedule to allow for those types of interactions. So as I said, we probably have a few more meetings, but they are shorter in length in order to just make sure that everybody is still staying al aligned. And we kind of have the opportunity to do those little chit chats, even at the end of those meetings that keep the work moving um, and allow people to touch base when they need it. That's amazing. Dr. Kimball, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fun and interesting conversation, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Uh, my pleasure. Anytime. Thanks so much. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.